A very warm welcome to the Change Conversations podcast, where we help individuals to reignite the spark to look at their lives and careers with a different lens. Our interactions interrogate different individuals of all backgrounds who seek to be equipped for change in their careers and personal goals. I am your host, Mbumengu Betaga, and I look forward to bringing you impactful change conversations. We are celebrating our youth and and I'm glad I'm going to be bringing you these young people that are doing, I think it's cool. You guys might tell me if you think it's cool enough. Um, but Ulali, Ulali Mpunzi is, Uzo's introduce Ulali, um, but Ulali is running. I will, I <laughs> Ulali is running a, a business and she'll tell us a little bit more about um, what she's doing. But I think for me, it's just having these conversations and, and, and showcasing Uguti, even sometimes when life kind of dishes you, um, you think this is like the end of the world or you think, oh my yeah. God, what am I going to do? Um, but it's up to you to really then pick yourself up and and make a plan of some sort Mm -hmm. so i think for me that is the main thing that i would like people to take out of this and and having Mm -hmm. being a mother to to three kids i really want um and and it's not only just about what we were told because tina when we were growing up you were expected to go to school and go to university and work. You know, um, business conversations were rare during our time. It's only now that we've kind of caught up. So for me, I think it's about having mm-hmm. those conversations. Let's have the conversations. Let's see if somebody takes That's something out cool. of it. Even if it's one person, I've done my bit. I can go and sleep and I'll be happy. Yeah, so I feel Lali, so fortunate. I feel so, so fortunate to be able to be recognized on such a platform and oh, to have this you. kind of conversation. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. So, so tell us You're about welcome. who you are, where you come from, and just give us a brief overview. Okay, my name is uh, Nokolo. Others know me as Umulalo, but commonly known as Ulali Mpunzi. Uh, I'm from Soweto and I'm 20 years of age. Um, I'm currently taking a gap year. I'll be going to university next year um, to Pretoria. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and why the gap year? So talk to us briefly. What happened? Why did you decide a gap year? Or maybe you didn't decide. It kind of just happened to you. Yeah, yeah. So this year, I definitely did not decide to have the gap year. Um, I did not choose to. I had applied at UJ um, and UP, I think. I don't remember the other universities, but they all rejected me when I got my results in January. But fortunately, this year, when I applied to AUP, they accepted me for next year. So I don't know. I think it's a coincidence, Uguti. This year, it just happened to Usintati Gap here. I don't know. Maybe something is cooking up. 
don't know, you know, things happen for a reason. But yeah, when they told me we'll see AUJ Aguna space, I was so heartbroken. But you know, I I just I accepted it, you know, and decided oh, you know what, let me look for something else to do and keep myself busy. Yeah. yeah. So and and why had you chosen the, those universities? Was there a particular reason? No, no, no particular reason. No. And and anyway, yeah. UJ is not too far from home, so that's an. Definitely not too far. <laughs> but now I'm glad because I'm going to Pretoria, a bit far from home. <laughs> so <for Nukbalik. laughs> not really, not really. I just really want to learn how to survive by myself because most certainly, and close to family, you end up like you just. You are in your comfort zone, and when you're in your comfort zone, I'll call you. So I think when I'm away, I to to really be independent and learn how to survive by myself. Yeah, no, 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 and and I can relate to that. Um, So I went to boarding school very early. I actually went to boarding school in primary school in in standard five, and okay, and then I went to high school. I did about uh, two or three years of my high school in boarding school as well and for me there was mm-hmm. it forced me to grow up it forced me Uguti, yeah. to look after my things and look after myself and be independent yeah. and and I'm yeah. big on when you do university I think you shouldn't stay at home I think you should go away and learn to take care of yourself yeah. because after mm-hmm. that stint of being away from home then you can start really proving whether you can take care of yourself or not. And I think that's the very, that's, that's one big thing that um, somebody, that's the one way for you to learn whether you can be able to do yeah. life without your parents around the corner, you know? It should be a thing. Everyone should be able to survive by themselves, you know? Yeah. No. We can't be next to our parents all the time. It's part of growing up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so Lali, speak to you. us about your business. What are you doing? How did you get to do it? Okay, so I have a crocheting business. I make beanies, I make scarves, hairbands, crop tops, and in the future, I'm hoping to introduce more um, things like uh, maybe. I don't know, like jerseys, I don't know, but I'll see. But I'm hoping to introduce more things. Um, I started in 2020 when the lockdown hit very hard. That was in March, I think. No, mm. actually, I started with the hair business. I was doing hair. Ben Queen, I'm a um, wool twist. So it's like braiding hair, but new wool. So I did that for, I don't know, for a few months till September and in September I used the money that I made from the hair to buy to start um, crocheting beanies and I just went on YouTube and I just came across a video and I thought to myself let me just learn how to do this thing maybe I can you know uh, maneuver around it and it turned out to see I'm able to do it and then I, I improved as time went by. 
one of the challenges that I face is so, so no, before, before we get before we get into challenges. So did okay. you know how to crochet before? Um and why did you choose crocheting? Like what have what attracted you to that part? I feel like in the black community in specific, the black community, there isn't enough of young people who make handmade things. And crocheting is a foreign thing to, to black people. Um, so I, I just decided, let me try something new. Let me introduce something new to the black community as a young person, especially. So I thought to go see the idea would sell very well and they would be impressed with the skill that I had gained. Yeah, because, because the crocheting, yeah. we know it as something that um, old people yes. used to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and I, at least that's the one thing I know how to do. I know how to crochet, and I actually enjoy it. But I want to learn to knit. Um, um but, but yeah knitting takes so much of time more than crocheting does is it okay yeah, no but i'll try it out i just want to try it out and see if it's something that i can do or not learn and move on you know Please tell me how it goes tell me how it goes <laughs> oh, well. okay so then you chose crocheting thinking it's not something that people are doing a lot of our young, yeah. um, you say, you think a, a lot of our young black um, um, people are really are not familiar with crocheting and they're not doing a lot of handcrafted stuff. Hence, then you felt that most there was... Think, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but most young people think it's boring. And it's, at some point, some people would refer to me as ukoko, you know, because it's a thing. You know, so mm. I was like, let me twist the idea, you know. So what is the modern spin <laughs> that you've got into crocheting? Um, I think it's mostly the crop tops. You know, we know I'm a crop tops. We usually buy them from Boma Mr. Price and it's the normal fabric that we used to. So mm. I think it's it's just so breathtaking when you're able to make a top from Iwul, you know. Mm to be able to make a, a, a scarf that is multi-colored and all of that. Like, it's, it's a whole lot of things. Great. So who are you selling to? Who's your, who's your target market, per se? Um, it varies a lot with time. It depends. But I, I cater to everyone, I would say, because usually uh, fe- uh, females, males, come to me and uh, request Uguti, but saying it's it's not specific because it winter, it winter and you know, so it's not a specific uh, group that I cater for. Yeah. yeah. So I think what, I, what I'm hearing and what I like from what you're doing is we might think Uguti crocheting is because it's, it's mainly for winter products or it used to be done mainly for winter products, then your business becomes mm-hmm. a very seasonal business. But from what I'm hearing is you're able to then um, have stuff for the winter, 
but then you're also able to have stuff for the for the summer element because I'm a crop top summer, right? So you're able to then sustain your business across the year because then you've got products that are talking to to the different seasons um, of of the year. And I think that for me is, is it's quite great. So I think the one thing, because I'm a strategist at heart and I've done the work um, in my previous life from a strategy perspective, the one, mm. the one thing is to say to you, it's always good to be very clear on who your target market is so that you okay. focus on those people. And, and when you focus to those people, you know that there's this grouping of people that I'm servicing. And then you can have yes. the different groupings. It doesn't have to be one group, but you are very clear mm-hmm. on who are those people, what are their needs, what, what do they like, what don't they like, so that when you're creating your product, then your product speaks to that particular. You might find other people that are getting interested, but you don't want to have a product that is Oh no! It services every boot. Ah, uh-uh, you don't necessarily. Yeah. Want. You want to be very okay. clear about who are those people that you are servicing yeah. and what is the need, and then you can have um, segments of those people that then you're servicing. But being very clear about okay. that is quite critical yeah. because then, okay. then if you're just servicing everybody. Then we are it's just scattered and it's all over the place. Um, yeah, so try point, and be very point, clear about that. At some point, I get so confused. I'm like, what am I doing now? Who am I catering for? You know, like I do get confused at times. Yeah. So, but as part as part of your core foundation, as you're building the business, be clear about those about those people who are those personas um and and mm-hmm. if you're clear about that so you have a persona of maybe um school kids that are going to need mm-hmm. the the beanies for winter at school then it's very clear who are you catering for or you okay. are catering for um a 12 maybe a 15 to a 20 year old young girl young adult girl that likes funky different um clothing and that that person becomes a very clear person of this is who my customer is so being clear on those target markets really helps because then you focus definitely thank you for that advice thank you so yeah so how has it been going what what is currently happening um, what is currently happening? I introduced Ama headbands, um, so so that's that's what's been going. Even Ama beanies. So because it's winter now, beanies are selling the most, and then obviously summer it's the crop tops. So so tell us, um, what are the challenges that you you've been facing, if any? Maybe you're not facing any challenges. Oh, and there can never be any challenges. There's always challenges. <laughs> um, so the main challenge is funds, because usually when I when I when I buy istogosami, I have a limited 
amount of stock and I, I cannot buy more than enough. So, and this EE would need to very far from Kruger stock. They have the best quality. They have the best, best, best quality. So also mm-hmm. transport funds as well. I have to spend on that. So it can be very yeah. expensive. Sometimes when I'm done buying, then people text me and ask, do you have this color? Then I'm like, no, I don't have it. So it's one of the challenges that I'm facing right now. And I hate disappointing people. So yeah, yeah. that's that's the only challenge I have, basically. But can't you then maybe focus on, on specific colors and people must just know initially that these are the colors that you provide? Or do you want to please? And this is the target market conversation, trying to please everybody, yes. right? It becomes very <laughs> tricky. <laughs> it does become very tricky. But you know what? What I usually do is before I go buy my stock, right? I post on my socials, Doguti guys, um, please place your orders so that I know which colors I'm going to buy. So yeah. some people will tell me once I'm already gone you know and yeah. same thing i'm done with the then some people come late and then they're like is this color available then i'm like no it's not it's for another order and then yeah. disappointment yeah so that's the challenge that's the challenge yeah but um i think you need to you need to find a way um around that i understand the the funds element and and maybe even yeah. um, talking to the people where you're buying from, whether they can't, if you're going to be buying from them in bulk, and the opportunities that they can literally courier the stuff to you. You call them, you place an order, mm-hmm. um, and then they courier the wool to you. So because you've got nothing mm-hmm. to lose, the only thing you can do is is have the conversation and say, if I were to place an order. Um, and then you career because that would be for sure much cheaper than you having to be traveling to to go buy um, your raw material. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you know the challenge that I have with ordering online. Sometimes um, what they have on the online store is not what they have on the physical store. So as in using though they exclude them from the online store. So what I find is that most of the time when I go there, I find more colors that are, you know, vibrant and really, really nice that are not available online. So that's the challenge that I'm having. And I've asked the manager once and he said something like they also have to exclude them from the online store because when people order in bulk, because yeah, Pella and you know, you mix masala and she just said so many things that are complicated. Yeah. So, but all, all yeah. I'm saying is, um, sometimes it's all about asking, and it's all about creating yeah. the relationship. Um, yeah. And if you then have the relationship, there are there are other things that you might be able to to. Because if you call them and they know this is the stuff that you usually buying, and and mm-hmm. and, and and let me and let me tell you why I'm saying this. My mother, my mother makes hats, and she makes hats mm-hmm. from a material that's called cinnamon. So you know those wedding hats and fascinators and those things. 
and mm -hmm. and the, yeah, shop, the drama one, the drama one. yeah. And yeah. and the shop that sells those hats is here in Joburg, and she's in Natal, but she's okay. been able to create a relationship where she can call them and say, "I'm looking for." This cinema, these colors, I'm looking for these feathers, these colors, I'm looking for this, this. And she literally just um, sends through her money and they box everything and they send to her. Because now she's a reliable customer. They've seen her come in to come by or she used to send us before to go buy for her. But there's that element no. that if you create the relationship with the people, mm -hmm. with the suppliers, they might be able to do that for you. And you've got nothing to lose. The, the only thing they can say to you is, ah, ah, Lali, we can't help you. No, you know, but you would have asked. And I've went there so many times now. I've went there so, so many times. Exactly. So you can only ask. And the only thing they can say is, no, we don't think we can help. So, so Lali, yeah. my question to you was, this business is reliant Onulali crocheting, which which yes. takes time. How do you mm -hmm. then make sure that your business becomes sustainable and it doesn't rely on you at some point? Um, at some point. So I've thought about that. Uh, <laughs> Yo, it's a difficult one. It is so difficult. Um, I've thought about it, and at some point. I felt uneasy about it because I know Uti, I'm a perfectionist and I like things done a certain way. And mm. I know Uti, if it's done for me, then it's perfect, you know, and if there's a mistake, I will fix it, you know. Mm. <laughs> so now that's also a problem because I can't do everything by myself because sometimes I get a lot of orders and it takes so much time and Nyakatala as well. And I've also got other things that I'm doing besides the crocheting. So it gets yeah. tiring. Yeah. So um, I came across a thought of maybe employing people that can help me get through all my orders. Yeah. But I haven't given it much thought yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you are. I'm glad you are thinking about it because I think that's the one thing that cripples a lot of us and um, we start yeah. off with small businesses and those small businesses mm. are so reliant on umpumi being present day in and day out and yeah. what that means is that when umpumi <laughs> is not there then the business doesn't function nothing happens okay. right and, and and for me, it's a matter of you want to create sustainability from the beginning where it just doesn't become about you. It also becomes mm -hmm. about the fact that the product can be available without Ulali being the one who has to do it or Ulali being the one that has to that has to create it. So that that for me, it's it's something that you need to really answer. Do you necessarily have to employ people? Maybe yes, maybe no. But are there other people that you might find that you can teach, that you can outsource to, that can do some of these things for you and still keep the same quality and still hand make? 
That's the question. That's my thing. That's my fear. The quality, that's what I'm worried about. I want to keep my brand. <laughs> I want to keep a good name for my brand. You know, I don't want any problems. But I think but then- um, with learning and teaching someone, there will always be mistakes. And they will obviously learn from what I teach them. And yeah. I think, yeah, they will, they will be perfect in the making. Yeah, you, you, you don't want perfectionism to hold you back because perfectionism yeah. can, it holds a lot of people back. You want mm. to define what is the standard, what is the quality standard that you want. And then you make sure that anybody else that you work with um, um, leave to that standard that you, you've kind of set, right? And, yeah. and once yeah. you are clear on what that looks like, then it makes it easy. It might be a big, bit difficult initially. You might need to fire people and fire some of the partners <laughs> or whoever. Um, no, until I feel so bad after doing that. <laughs> no, but, but sometimes you need to because if you've got a, a quality standard that you are that you aspire to, then you need to make sure that that standard is, because you don't want your brand to be impacted. Yes, definitely. And you're not doing it from a bad place. You're doing it because you know who your customers are and you want your your product to to maintain the brand and you want your product to, Mm -hmm. to keep selling. And you want the quality element of it to 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 be there. So I think that's a challenge. Yeah. So it's really something because you're going to school next year, right? So what happens? Yeah, what happens? I think I have to start thinking about that because <laughs> I haven't like really now. About now. <laughs> yeah. Now. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And. Because, because you want the sustainability. So think about it. If you're at varsity and there are people who are making and doing the stuff, you are still running the business. You are still getting the orders. You are not reliant on Umama Nubaba to give you pocket money. You are still able to make your own money. Isn't that kind of cool? Always cool. Very cool. <laughs> And Mina Uma Mami is your, she has always been strict about money. So I wasn't the kind of child to 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 have the confidence to go to her and ask her for money because then she would ask, Where's your money? Why aren't you saving your money? So I think mm. from a young age I was I was taught how to, you know, stand by myself and save money and make money as well. Wow. And, and and I think that's what we're trying to teach our kids, you know. We are mm-hmm. trying um we are trying to to really say we can't do everything for you. We want to give you the skill. Mm-hmm. And and money conversations can be very difficult in most families. But I think China is fully in mind. We want we want our kids to have a, a, a different money conversations than we had and and, yeah. and find people who can already crochet. So you need to take yeah. tap into that, you know, and, and that for me is 
And because now you've got time, you still have some time this year to then teach those people and assess their quality and really showcase them what it is that you are looking for so that you are Mm. then able to then, when you go to school, you still have a business that is running and you're still making the money and, and, and life really goes on. Yes, yes. But I think you need to do a lot of research to be able to then um, sustain, sustain what you're doing. Um, because for yeah. any, any business needs sustainability. Yeah, and thank you for giving me that insight, hey? Because I, I didn't really give much thoughts into it. Thank you. Thank you. So that's what I'm here for. I'm that mother. <laughs> yes, that mother who just gives and gives and gives. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah now that I know you, I think I am going to be that mother who's going to make sure that this business doesn't die. Um, just G. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think most parents should um, really not judge their kids when they choose to take a gap year because sometimes you think you want to do something, you go to university and then you don't know you know, so as long as the gap year is not a year to sit around and do nothing, as long as it's a year for self-discovery and, you know, exploring different options, I think parents must must be more accepting of that option because Bonkabazali, my child, go to, go to university, humble graduate, but like sometimes it's just too much pressure. It's way mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I can get that. Um, I've got a big girl, um, but Ikepe never came up. I think there was just an assumption that she'll go to university and she just did. Um, but, yeah. I, but I can understand what you're saying because sometimes I've seen with maybe with nieces and nephews who have um, gone to university, battled with some of the choices that they've made, and then they keep changing and the degree that they are wanting to do because they're not sure of what it is that they do. And and I agree with you. I think if you decide to take a gap here, make it productive. Don't be that one. Don't you don't want to sit and you're not doing anything. Have a plan saying now that I've taken a gap here, what are the things that I want to explore? Find Mm-hmm. And and maybe, and I was having this conversation that, in fact, last week, and maybe look at yourself and say, these are the things that I would like to explore. Maybe there are four or five things that I would like to explore. Take the year yeah. to either volunteer in those spaces. Take the year to job shadow people that are doing that kind of work so that you can assess yeah. yourself whether that's the type of work that you'd like to do or not. But don't take a gap mm. here for you to stay at home and not do anything and you end up being in trouble. And, and because an idle mind just end up doing all sorts of funny things. You want to make it productive. Definitely. So, yeah. 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 That's the matter in me now. My physics teacher once said that it was an idle mind gets up to no good. So if you know you're doing something productive, 
during that year, then all is well. All yeah. is well. Yeah. Yeah. What message would you leave for anybody? Um, what is it that you want them to take out of this conversation? Um, basically, trust your instincts. I had to trust my instincts. I took the risk. I mean, I, I, I didn't know how the business would turn out. I didn't know if people would have, if people were, were going to love um, the idea. But I took the risk anyway. You know, so trust your instincts. Take risks. You know, umuntu matatama risk doesn't go anywhere because you are in your comfort zone. If you don't take the risk, then you're not going to grow in any way. So yeah. take the risk. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you thank for you taking so the time. Yeah. Thank you for having me. No, I, I really, I really enjoyed your story and I hope somebody really takes something out of it. Um, I and, and I think just trust your gut, go out there. It, in fact, even before you start, you can even um, do some market research, survey the people and, and, Get them to check out whether they think they would love your product or not. And based on that, then you decide whether you want to um, continue and you see a market and then you really focus on it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thanks for joining us. Support Ulali, guys. Delani, support your Ulali. And you are not supporting Ulali just because she's some black child. You are supporting Ulali because... She is doing that's another point. Please don't support a business because it's a black business or it's local. Support it because it's good. Support it because it's it's you 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 need the service or the product, or because it's a valuable product or service. Don't support I it's a black business. No. No. (laughs) Great. Thanks, everybody. So please um and and really um yeah this this is our youth they are doing this and and for me this is the exciting part lali thank you thank you thank you bye bye keep well Thank you for listening to Change Conversations. If you enjoyed our show and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and kindly post about it on your social media platforms. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Change Conversations with Mbume. I am Mbume Mbedaga signing out and I will see you again next week.